Hello there. Welcome to episode seven of the Devil's Cut podcast. Uh, I'm Angel. And I'm Mike. Today we have a very special guest, the one and yes. only Anu D. Our okay. second guest, super fan, Anu D is in the house. Hi, everyone. Uh, we are actually uh, situated, uh, we're still broadcasting from Midtown, but we're actually broadcasting from Anu D's very lovely, what, what would you call this room, Anu? Uh, this is the formal, this is the sitting room. The sitting room? Is it a parlor? Cool. It's a parlor. parlor, it's a parlor. Yeah. 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 Yeah, AKA like Abbey Road Studios, whatever you want to call it, wherever the <laughs> yeah. Beatles recorded the, roof, the rooftop. <laughs> the rooftop. <laughs> Um, so Anu is our very special guest because he is, uh, he has a very keen interest in today's episode topic, which is electropop. So yes. he will, um, hopefully give us some insight into his favorite electropop music artists, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, before we get into that, um, just a couple ways to get a hold of us and to listen to us. Uh, you can reach us via email on, uh, on Gmail, sorry, at devil's cut podcast at gmail.com or Twitter at Devil's Cut Pod. At Devil's Cut Pod. No cast there. Just pod. As well, you can find all of our episodes. We're up to, this is episode seven, so seven. you can find our uh, previous six episodes on both SoundCloud and iTunes. So uh, just have a search there. Okay, Anu, as we did with our previous guest, Virginia. That's right. This um, is going to happen every time. We're going to do some quick hitters for, uh, uh, for you in terms of questions. Same more or less the same first four questions as we asked Virginia with a very special <laughs> question five for you. So uh, first thing that comes to your head. Um, first of all, favorite concert? Favorite concert was Chromio. Oh, wow. Chromio in Montreal. When, yeah. when was that? That was that was two years ago, I think. Two years ago. I saw them in Montreal and then the next night saw them in Toronto. Get out. Back to back. Yeah, back to back. Yeah, back, back. back. Nice. Yeah. Chromio was in a, at uh, Riverfest, you know that, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a, yeah. he was one of the headliners. Oh, so no, it's safe yeah. to say you're a big Chromio fan. Yeah, I like Chromio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's true electropop, but it's oh, it's in the oh. right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, we're gonna interesting. Get this is interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, least favorite concert. I'm gonna I'm gonna be very like a hated man for saying controversial. This. Yeah, Ooh. my least favorite concert was the Hip. Oh my god! Yeah. Yo, man, I know, right? right. I oh, saw the Hip in Halifax, and it was that's and ballsy. It was, like it was not good, and it was probably about oh. fifty. I feel like it might have been fifteen years ago at least. Hmm. Oh, so that yeah, was the album two thousand two thousand one. It was early two thousands, I think. Yeah, so we're gonna like music at work. Oh uh, well, I was in it there. was not oh, good. I, mean, I didn't yeah. feel I didn't leave feeling like. Like, it was good. And I listened to the hip. Music at work or could have been in Violet Light as well. Violet Light's a good album, though. Yeah, like, that's one. That's not what we do. I mean, we talked about this last episode. Yeah, episode six. Yeah. Very special episode. We might need to edit this out. Okay. Very cool, though. I like that. Um, Anu, do you play or have you ever played an instrument? I used to play the saxophone. Right on. Which kind? Alto? Tenor? Alto, sax. Okay, all right. I was in the band, the school band. Is that what Lisa Simpson played? Uh, she plays tenor, tenor I think. I think. She, yeah. Yeah. First tenor. chair, first chair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite artist? Uh, Daft Punk. Right on. Yeah. Right on. And last but not least, uh, question, you know, this uh, goes I mean, way a, back, lot of, a lot of, a lot of listeners really want to, uh, get to the bottom of, but he, he uh, takes a swig of his beer in preparation. This, for this is answer. a really good segue to the, uh, I guess the new segment of the show called, <laughs> uh, setting the record straight, uh, with Anu D. Um, <laughs> 
So I'll, I'll play, you know, I'll play the kind of the intermediary here since I'm, I'm between sure. you and Mike right now. Literally. Yeah. But uh, we, we've heard Mike's version of the uh, the infamous house sitting story. Episode four. Uh, from episode four that you, do you even know, that you probably even recognize the, the minute mark probably. It was like minute, like. That's what? from episode four? It was early. It was early. Jeez. But uh, I'm eating. <laughs> eating out of Are you able to tell us, um, in your own words, what really happened? Uh, for this yeah so. I'm happy to thank you for asking of course <laughs> hey man we're it was, we're an open show here yeah. folks that's the thing you gotta learn about the Devil's Cut podcast is equal opportunity everybody gets their say alright yeah, man I agree with that set the record straight let's okay, go okay so for, first of all I was told I think there was a comment to man up and to apologize this is how a man apologizes <laughs> I believe if you maybe you can replay that for another episode well, at the end done, done. at the end we'll, right play, the end. we'll play it but, uh, it's on there this is I just want to paint a picture I want to paint a picture. Have you ever been in a situation where you had, you woke up, you had something really important to do? Like, let's say, like, maybe wish someone happy birthday or mail a letter. Oh, yeah. Something important. Time, you yeah. wake up. Mail a letter. It's on your mind. Something important. Whatever. Okay, I, I get the And I get the day goes on and you're, and, but you, you're yeah. not getting to it. Oh, I'm going to do it yeah. later. I got to do yeah. it later. I got to do that. Right. The day gets the best of you. Sure. And suddenly, at it some point, at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I was, I forgot I had to do that thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's too late. Right. And that's what happened to me. I was asked to take garbage bins in from a friend who was away. Okay. And I thought about it all day. And then at the end Possible of the day when French it was too friend. late. Too late. And <laughs> at the end of the, of the day, I realized, wow, I'm totally going to let this person down. They're away. And the garbage bins have been sitting outside their house. Not to house sit, but to pull their bins in, and I emailed Mike, or and I messaged them, or SMS, whatever it okay. was, and I said, okay. "Hey, can you can you help?" Because Mike lives near this person, and Mike was gracious enough to say, "Yeah, I can do it. I'm here. I'm going to do this." And went over and took care of it, and and that was the situation. But I don't. I think the thing was that I didn't say thank you, and I mm. didn't. I didn't properly appreciate, or even like tell that person that what happened was. True. It was not me that brought the bins in. It was my, <laughs> but like at the same time, you know, if I was mailing a letter, if I had to mail a letter and I got someone else to mail it, right. I wouldn't but, say, oh, so-and-so mailed it. So, sorry, but thank you, Mike, for bringing in that friend's I'm glad we got trash. to the bottom of this here. This, yeah. I feel like this is a real, like, touching This moment. is my apology. This is my yeah. apology. Can, can I, this is like three episodes running now. But I'm not a deadbeat. Uh, I want people uh, to know I'm not a deadbeat and I will happily. And you know what? I, I, I apologize if I implied your deadbeat status. I, that, that feels like a mistake on my part. I'm just curious though, Anu, um, did, did this friend actually say, hey man, thanks for bringing in my <laughs> uh, garbage and recycling. And did you, in no, that moment... No, I don't think that happened. Did that you? Did not happen. Okay. No, no. okay. No, there was no... Now, maybe the thanks went to my wife. Right. I don't think... No, I definitely did not... If okay. I had, I would have said, oh, by the way, it wasn't me. It was mike who did it okay because that would have been a great opportunity now this friend listens to the podcast they can yeah they can corroborate this story they and can they could come on they could come on i, 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 yeah. I don't think yeah. for them there was any controversy i think for them it was the, the bins got in and it was business as usual okay. i don't even think they know what's happening <laughs> now, <laughs> they, now, they now they will now they will. i feel like yeah. they are they they're still unclear about what mike exactly was the trash about. he was the garbage guy he was the trash man he did it i, I he got it. the job done i took the bullet Marie. Yep. You got the job done. Well, I think the, the moral of the story is, and as Anu said, you know, give credit where credit is due. I suppose apologize when apo- when apologies are needed. Uh, but in the end, I think the moral of the story is Midtown is a pretty fucking awesome place to live in. It's tops. 
Here, here. It's the tops. Right on. Right on. Sweet. All right. Let us uh, let's dive right into this. Uh, what are we talking? Right? Electro pop. Do you want to shake yeah. hands first? Or you oh, that's good. Let me shake hands. Did you wash them after bringing in the <laughs> after bringing <laughs> the garbage four weeks now. ago? Yeah, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Today's episode, something near and dear to uh, our, our our special guest Anu D's. Do we have emails? Uh, heart. We do have emails, so maybe before we go into <laughs> the, the topic, uh, we'll read a couple emails. Cool. We have a couple emails. All right. All right, so emails as usual. Uh, let's see, we have two, both from the same uh, person. It okay. comes from uh, from Lauren N. This was actually uh, dated today, uh, only four hours ago, which is pretty wow, awesome. Wow, this is fresh. Yeah. Um, pretty fresh. The subject is road tripping, so this is, uh, I guess, in reference to two episodes ago? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been two episodes yeah, ago. Episode, episode five. Five, right? Yeah. Um... Do you want to read this one out loud there, Murray? Sure. That's, uh, let's spin it here so I, can, so I can see it here. Okay. Um, again, this is from Lauren M. So, hi, Devil's Cut. Listen to you guys while driving to the cottage this summer. That's perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what we want. Um, added much entertainment to the long drive. Fantastic. My road trip story. When I was 12, my family did a five-week road trip out west Oof. in a big motorhome. And we listened to lots of rock from the 60s and 70s, mixtapes. My dad had made from his albums, of course, classic, right? As well as the soundtrack to the movie The Big Chill. Mm-hmm. Hey, we talked about that in our soundtrack mm-hmm. episode. Excellent. Over and over again, which is an awesome tra- soundtrack with some classic Motown. It's right. so true. So true. Again, neither of us have seen the movie, though. No. Uh, so, so when I think back to that epic road trip, the soundtrack was a mix of The Temptations, Marvin Gaye, mixed in with The Stones, Oof. Bob Dylan. Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Van Morrison, etc. Well, I agree with you guys in Virginia that listening to a good album um, beginning to end makes for a great road trip. To me, when I think of road trip, I think of a good mixtape or CD with a classic name, mm-hmm. like Road Trippin' Part 2. Mm-hmm. And if I had to pick an album that I listened to front to back on many, many road trips since high school. <laughs> it would be Counting Crows, August, and everything after. That's actually a pretty good album. Yeah. Uh, I own it. Columbia, I'm not going to lie to I own it. Columbia House, yeah. And of course, as she, as Lauren brings up here, featuring Pineapple Head. Adam Duritz. Winky Face. Winky Face. Enjoy the nostalgia theme of this episode. Maybe another nostalgic episode would be that would be fun, um, as music is often tied to significant periods or experiences in people's lives. Yeah, it's like on High Fidelity where you yeah. record collection according right. to life crises. That's true. That's right? true. Um, you could do first albums you bought. Ooh, that is a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, or a band or genre of music that defined a time in your life or first concert experiences. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I like that. Those yeah. are great. Great Looking stuff. forward to the next one. A loyal fan and neighbor. American spelling. Thank you, Lauren M. Yeah. That's. Uh, I guess she's obviously referencing a lot to our, our episode five. Do you want to chime in very quickly there, Anu? Um, maybe like what, what you would listen to on a long long road trip, or what you have listened to. Like, what's your? Well, uh, Anu's an East Coaster, so like, there's probably yeah, some there were no long there. roads for us. Everything was a short trip. <laughs> yeah, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I mean, uh, or recently, what what have you on long haul flights? Maybe or what have you plugged into? Um, so like, but recently, what I've been listening to has been like the online music service stuff. Oh, so like yeah. right, right, and and we'll probably uh, delve into that topic as well because you were saying off air that uh, you know you only really discover new music via these mm-hmm. online music services. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, that's interesting. So you'll just plug in a recent spot. Yeah, Spotify. download something. No, like Google download like, okay. like cached or offline cache. Right, right, right. And then just listen, listen to that nice, because it's nice. like curated in advance. And then yeah. I can plug in and listen to that. Very interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Ahead. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll read the sorry. I'll read the second email. email. I'll read the second email that Lauren M um, uh, also emailed today. It's a postscript. It says P.S. That's the subject line. Uh, it says Mike is a hero. I would trust with my house any day. Yeah, perhaps, we know who. perhaps, <laughs> perhaps you should have this in perfectly before, yeah. before you guys uh, bury the hatchet. But uh, cool. Well, thanks very much, Lauren M. Uh, much appreciated, appreciated that you uh, that you listen to our podcast and you're emailing. As always, you can always email us, devilscuppodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's talk about Electropop. Electropop! But don't bam. Okay, I'm going to... today's podcast is uh, about electro pop uh, truth be told um, I can only really speak for myself I, I know very little about electro pop so I'm gonna rely on on the one hand Murray's extensive research my then, extensive oh shit and then, okay uh, we're in big then, trouble and then Anu's <laughs> extensive uh, I guess insight and, and knowledge into electro pop because you're, you're I think to me you're probably the biggest fan of electro pop I think so out of the three yeah, of us I, I would it. say I and honor. I think you yeah. know more than you well it, it, there, there's because there's I guess there's certain like categories of of electronic music that I'm aware of, but electro pop to me I think is the one that I think the three of us all really enjoy. Really yeah. Like, so yeah. Um, for those of you out there that don't know what electro pop is, uh, again as part of our extensive research, Wikipedia tells us. So we do. Um, stylistic origins include electronic pop, synth pop, disco, and post disco. Cultural origins include the late 1970s and early 1980s, primarily Europe, which is not surprising, the United States. And surprising to me, Japan. Yeah, yeah they had that one band, me. right? The Yellows. Yeah, there was a very important. Uh, you know the band. You know the band. <laughs> uh, no, it is, it is something. It is like the Yellow Orchestra or something. I swear to God, it's there. Not Yellow it's, Ninjas or <laughs> no. It's not a racist thing. I used thing. to have my yellow belt. That's as far as I got, <laughs> and that oh, was not. No, I'm serious. I did. I had a yellow belt. No, seriously, guys. But it really not, is I really a bad one. Put that title on it. I couldn't get to my. I wish I wrote it down. I wish I wrote it down. Okay. My phone. All right. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, you want that shit up, bro. I don't want that shit up. It, but it's heavily electronically influenced. There's a lot. It's uh, it's a, it's like a merge of like pop music, but also like heavily a lot of synth and electronic elements. So you have some live instruments, and then you have some right. You so have some electronic it's, stuff. It's not like, okay. That's best of all, a lot of vocals, vocal heavy, and uh, kind of bridges the gap between like the two the two genres. I think it's really great. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, and, and you can probably well later on be be able to speak to uh, some of your your playlists that you've curated. Um, just again, just to finish off, typical instruments you probably know: synthesizers, uh, vocoders, drum machines, drum kits. Um, also associated with other things like K-pop and J-pop. Again, back to its uh, going back to Japan. Its uh, Southeast Asian roots there. Um, also, derivative forms include progressive house, progressive trance. Chill wave, which I've never heard about. Dance chill pop. wave, yeah, chi- oh, okay. uh, uh, dance pop, and then teen pop. So um, I suppose first things first. Uh, two questions for you, Anu. First of all, so you're you're a huge fan of electro pop. Are you a fan of pop? Right, it's electro pop. It's not electro rock. It's not electro rap. Are you a fan of of just straightforward pop? And what is straight? And what is pop? In, in your opinion. And if you don't like it, that's cool. I mean, not everybody likes it, but are you a fan of pop? Straight, straightforward pop would be the stuff you'd hear on the radio, yeah. Right, top 40. Top 40. Top 40. Top 40. Yeah. Top 40. Yeah, no, I'm not. I mean, I think, I think, I grew up in a place, Lower Sackville, as, and I think, as, I think it's been mentioned on <laughs> the East this Coast. podcast before. East Coast. Lower yeah. Canada. East Coast. Yeah. Lower Canada, Canada. yeah. yeah. Um, and proud of it. And so, we had two radio stations. We had three, but I'm not even talking about country. So we had two. We had Classic Rock. <laughs> okay. Hold and, on. Sorry. Thank God they're called Yellow Magic Orchestra. <laughs> wow! Nailed wow, it. wow! See, this guy's an historian, so clearly he he did the requisite research. He just, you know, every once in a while he needs to clarify. Not racist. Thank God. Okay. Okay. I needed to prove yeah. that. I'm sorry, I knew. So, so, no, you nailed it. it. And yeah. I don't think we had no doubt, by the way, just you know. So uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, so there was three radio stations. There was three radio stations, but two, classic rock, and okay. then there was like Q104 and classic rock, and then there was C100, which was like a soft pop. Or okay. soft yeah. rock or pop music. Okay, right? sure. Okay. And adult, that's a, adult alternative. Yeah, like, but, that, yeah. but like that's what we, you know, Phil Collins and like yeah. all, that, all that stuff, right? right? Yeah, and sure. That's what I grew so up Robbie on. Robbie Robertson on yeah. there, yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right. That's what I grew up on. And, uh, but then like as, you know, in the 90s, started listening to like electronic stuff, you know, house music, trance. Right. But like Ooh. always found myself coming back to, um, you know. How much Molly like, did you do? How much, yeah. <laughs> was it called Molly back then? Was Molly How much Molly did you do? Yeah. yeah. Or X. X. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, you know, I always found myself coming back to stuff that like really had either live instruments or had oh, like yeah. vocals. Right. Or it had something that was like back to C100 or Q104. But And Electropop really like, it really bridges that gap. But that's right? the thing that I noticed too, just like. Again, we do extensive research for the show, but yeah. the big thing that separates electropop from like EDM is the fact that it has like catchy lyrics, right? That sure. catchy hook, yeah, and that's yeah. that's what you notice in that top forty yeah. stuff. Well, and so now you see electropop, or you hear electropop um, coming onto the radio. It's very popular. Like, I said, like when I was looking at that top fifteen list you sent on Twitter, yeah, right there was Gwen Stefani was on that list, right? right? And you right. have Taylor Swift with nineteen eighty nine. Like you have elements of. Mm-hmm. Um, that Ellie Gold elements of like yeah. electro and eighteen minute mark. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah, but so it's not just like for people that are not interested in top forty listening to the radio. It's uh, like it's it's the wave of the future, maybe. 
It has, and I think that maybe that's maybe that's part of the appeal is that it sounds weirdly futuristic, like in the in the really kitschy sense. Like it's what people thought the future sounded like, sure. maybe like in the sixties <laughs> or seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People in nineteen seventy thought nineteen ninety five was right. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, not everything's going to sound like Space Odyssey, right? And I wouldn't listen to that on a regular basis, but. Um, See, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, the, the, and the first, like, the, the first, like, the reason I like Electropop or kind of got into it um, in, like, the early 2000s, I would say, is for the exact opposite reason. It didn't sound like the future to me. It sounded like the 80s to me. And right, that's when I first started right. listening, like, to music, right? So, like, bands that I really love, like, New Order, Depeche Mode, yes. Pet Shop Boys, like, Erasure. I remember the first time I heard a band like The Killers, which we talked about, yes. right? It was like, yeah. oh, this sounds like, like, Postal Service, mm-hmm. or even The Bravery, right? Which yeah, we shit yeah. on a lot. But, yeah, we do. I mean, I listened to that album, and I was like, man, this is good. And there's another band I really like called Stella Star, which is, them. like... Wow. Like total throwback, and I was like, "Man, this sounds like the 80s. I'm, I'm into this. This is this is what this is what uh, you know I love about this band is that they sound like 1985 all over <laughs> again. So I was totally into them for that reason. So back to that, and that's interesting because I, I would totally uh, 100% agree with you, Murray. That I mean, I'm a huge fan of 80s music in general, and I think yeah. electropop today. And I mentioned this in a previous episode. Really harkens back to some of the really good '80s pop. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, the 1989, like like uh, Andy mentioned. Uh, I mean, Churches to me sounds Churches, a lot like, yeah. a lot like '80s, especially music. their second album, which um, is very like electro pop. It's a lot like I don't think you can find an actual instrument being played on there. I think it's a lot of like drum machines and like synths, and that's which. And if you think about the people who make up these acts, like churches, um, I'm trying to think some other electro current they're electro about our guys. age, right? Is they're about our age, yeah. and yeah. to me, '80s music was was what you listen to. I mean, in this local radio station, we had 96.7 Chime FM. Um, <laughs> they'd be rocking out to '80s music, man. Like it was, uh, it was what you listen to, and I mean, I love it. And it's kind of cool that nowadays it's uh, it's it has a bit of a resurgence, right? Um. So back to my my other question though, right? So it's, so I figured out why you like electropop. You're not a big fan of pop. Why are you not a big fan of pop necessarily? What is it about? Because you know, once you once you go into the the sphere of electropop, it sounds very different, but it still has the the catchy hooks that that Murray mentioned. So mm-hmm. what is it about? What is it about pop in its normal form that you maybe not a big fan of, or what is it? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, there's some pop music that's great. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, I'm not, I don't want to poo-poo all over the genre, but I think maybe it's just mostly like listening to the radio, you hear that stuff over and over all again, especially when you're like, Saturation. you have playing in the office or like you're, you're trapped by it. What do you listen right? to at work? That's a good uh, question. I, I listen, I, I listen to online, like Google music, yeah. right? And I, um, and I put in an, uh, an artist or a genre, and I, I like I follow the curation. I take advantage of that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, if I'm and I'm trying to do work, it's like usually like light on the vocals. Okay, right, right, right. right, right. If I'm you know if I'm I'm into it, then then that. But um, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the the way things are going. Is that the the radio is like less and less like terrestrial radio, right? And yeah. the online services have become like so affordable and just you know easy, like so so easy. Which is a really great segue um, on to sort of a bridge between electropop and, and kind of a, a topic that you're really um, interested in, which is 
online music services. I don't know if you guys know this um, for listeners out there, but um, the the now defunct um, what was it called? What was the music? Oh, songs. Well, not songs. Not defunct. Yeah, it's got bought, bought up by Google, and now it's Google Play. Um, Anu was a uh, was a curator for um, how many different playlists? Yeah, I was a guest. I was a guest curator. Yeah. Guest curator. Yeah. Um, so we got a celebrity here. We <laughs> kind of have. A, we do have a celebrity yeah. here, and I believe the name of the place was called Wayfarer Soul. Yeah, Wayfarer Soul. Yeah, Wayfarer and then Soul. rename. Then I had to rename it oh, to really? Neo Eighties. Oh, did Ray Man come after you? They no. They just they they want they were trying to name Ray-Ban. songs. It was trying no no not at all oh, songs. No. It was okay, trying good. to name the playlist so that they were very descriptive. So from the name, uh, you would be able to tell what was in there, oh. right, which was which was fine. But um, you know, then I was like, I oh, think Wave Wave Soul, and Wave 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 Soul. When I cool yeah, name, because though. when I when I <laughs> when I. Here, read Wayfair. I think it sort of two things. One, uh, Tom Cruise and Risky Business. So immediately, yeah, 80s. sure, yeah. And yeah. then two, Boys yeah. um, of Summer, man, Don Henley. Yeah, sure. Wayfair, yeah, Wayfair is Wayfair is yeah. right. So yeah. that I mean, maybe some people couldn't make that connection, but if you look at their playlists, the titles of Google Music's playlists, which are all from Songza, yeah, um, then you'll you'll notice that like the genre or the type of music is is clearly listed. So it'll be like sunshine indie pop. Yes. Right? Yeah. Or like yeah. chill wave, like after the runway chill wave. And so it's it's all the, the titles have been renamed to, to encapsulate like, you know, what it is. So there's less guesswork when you're... Interesting. Uh, yeah. Now, you were saying that... Um, so at work, you'll just throw on Google Play and you'll, and you'll, you'll, you'll search for certain... I might pick an artist. Like, you might pick an artist. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, for you, you, you've landed on Google Play. Oh, no, sorry. Google Play or no? Is that yeah, I tried, I've tried. Uh, so Google Play is what I'm listening to now. I've, I've tried Spotify and Tidal. Right. And, um, you know, I was never a fan of Pandora. And, no. And Did you ever use GrooveShark? No. No? I haven't. That's what I wanted to talk about was what wow. are other people using. See, GrooveShark's gone now too, right? So Oh, gone in the way yeah, they go. Like, well, they didn't really get any licenses for their music. So oh, they had to, people wouldn't pay for it. Yeah, they had to shut her down. So I'm the same. I use Spotify. Didn't like it as much. Okay. It's still good. Um, I use Google Play now. You do too. As well. Okay. Yeah, exclusively. Yeah. I, I mean, I love what I love about it is that, you know, I don't go to a record store. I don't buy records. I don't buy CDs. Yeah. I don't listen to the radio. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what, what like songs offered and now Google Play offers, and I tried to get it at Spotify and some of the others is, you know, I can put in an artist or a song that yeah. I like, and then go like start a radio, basically like a curated list of songs play yeah. that are like based on that first selection. And it's a great way to discover new music. If you like and this new artists, or some especially. things that are similar. Totally. Yeah. Right? And, it, and it, I don't know how they do it, but they, t- they do a great job of it. Now, songs that, that did, I, it was all human. That was actually, that was going to say, that was actually my, my, my next question. This is a very layman's question. Um, who, how does that work? So you type in that one thing, are people are people behind the scenes tagging things? Or are they like? Or are, you said with human curated, though? yeah. For yeah, songs so that it was right, yeah. With song and with Google Play, it's still human curated, right? So people, whether it's like a DJ wow. or a guest curator, which is what I, which is what I was. And, yeah. And my playlist is still up. I just, I just didn't. When they transferred over, there was a bunch of paperwork to fill out. You had to be like. Fill out like a like documents. And I'm like I can't, you know that's, like, yeah. that's too hard. Documents, so, documents. No, I'm out. Yeah. But um, but like for songs, their whole thing was it's curated by a human, so it could be someone that uh, like is in the music scene or whatever. And you believe that? Well, I'm no, just saying, it totally is because I was part of the because I because I was part of that 
that like the email distribution list, like you're chatting songs that would reach out and be like, hey, we want to have a playlist for this upcoming long weekend. We want to have like this sort of feel to it, right? So let's say it could be really? Labor Day long weekend. Really? We want to have mm-hmm. like Canadian chilling on a on a yeah. on the on the porch, last weekend of summer. Right? Last weekend sun, of summer. Sundown. Kind right. Of, yeah. So they would reach out with those requests, and all of the curators could submit playlists, and then they would listen. So. That's how songs it does does it or did it, and so I don't know how Spotify and the others do it. Either they're doing it through some electronic I, means or what, but for songs the, it worked really well. The reason why I ask is that I mean, now you are under the umbrella, the huge conglomerate, the evil corp of Google. <laughs> like Google must have enough means and wherewithal that do they even really need a human to kind of curate that or any music? It's the is, same team. It's the same team. Really? Yeah. See, I find that okay. Yeah. That's interesting. The same okay. team. So the same. Is this, is this voluntary? Like it was you, voluntary. It sums yeah. up. Um, now the thing was, um, if it was voluntary, then um, you weren't paid for it, but you had full control over the playlist. Yeah, um, I think you can find if you if tons you, if you, of people that want to do that. Yeah, but the, so so I mean, my situation was like I think happened was happen chance. So like I created, a, I was listening to songs that I created a playlist. And I just wanted to share it with friends. I wanted them to be able to yeah. find it. Oh yeah. And so, but they couldn't. And I was like, well, "This is weird." So I emailed songs that like help or whatever, and I said, "Why can't my friends find my playlist?" And they said they came back and said, "Well, you can't. The playlists you create are for you only. They can't be found on the search." But the guy that responded listened to the playlist and said, "Oh, I actually like this playlist. Maybe we'll make you a guest curator." And so, so that and that and it just it just sort of went from there. Now you, I could be paid by songza but then they would have the ability to edit the playlist yeah, it and becomes theirs like, then. that's right yeah it becomes theirs and it's not it wasn't based on plays it was based um solely on like just the number of songs that were in it and they have a bunch of rules like there needs to be like a minimum number of songs and right. the songs need to be um you know they you know people can thumbs up and thumbs down right so yeah. that feedback yeah. goes into the machine and if there's a lot of people thumbs downing stuff like that They'll, huh. they'll curate based on that. But so, what was what was the, the feel of your playlist? Like, what was how did you decide? What would the go on the there? feel of the play it was so it's still on Google Music. It's called yeah. like Neo Eighties. It was like basically like so you can search it. Let's put a plug in for you, it, right? Yeah, there. totally. We can. Yeah, you although I get yeah. nothing from it, but it's it's Doesn't like matter. you know like the Drive soundtrack. Yes, um, like music. Eighties my notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's made today. And yeah. um, there were I feel like there were if I can remember correctly there were about a thousand plays a week. Something like that's that. That's really good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's I listen like up to there. It a lot of that's that's pretty awesome. Was, that's that's more than our podcast listen. Podcast listen. So, but I could see the total overall for all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there was a little help, right? It's on songs, but they would email out and they'd be like, "Your playlist will be like in the top three, right? You know how you go into yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you pick the genre, that's and then when cool. you get, it's just like Monday night, um, uh, chilling with friends, right? And then you pick yes. the genre like like uh, indie. Right yeah. or whatever, and then when you get in there or EDM, when you get in there, there's three. Right. So if yours was in the three, you would have like tons of oh, listens. people, like tons, going, right? Yeah. Because that's the that's the way people found it. It's mainstream. Yeah. They, they put it on. Yeah. So was it electro pop? Was that the? Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. It was more like um, it was more like electro, but like I don't know, it was electro. I guess some electro electro funk, but like a lot of like synth pop. Yep. Yeah. A lot. A lot of it kind of like. You know, there's a lot of overlap. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I feel like these genres are kind of loosely defined. Like, looking at it, it's like, okay, what's the difference between synth pop and electro pop and, like, electro funk and electro, yeah. like... And that's why I said Chromio. Like, they're... I think if you look on the net, it's, like, electro funk. Yeah. And, like, Breakbot, and there's a few others that really, like, they have a real soulful 
Right. Funky their feeling samples are probably how, really yeah. Totally. Because I've yeah, got some bands yeah. and I was like looking at electropop and I was like, okay, well, I mean, are these like electropop bands or like are they synth pop? What do you got, Mike? Like, yeah. well, I've got like the Killers. Um, I mentioned like Daft Punk. I have on here. Then I have like you know like Ellie Goulding. I have like Econopop, right? Hmm. Um, CSS, Robin. Recent oh, Robin. Yeah, anyway, recent Robin. Right? Like, Keisha and yeah, um, um, and then I've got some Canadian. I've got like right, Junior Boys, Junior right? Boys, yeah. um, Dragonette, uh, Kezia, right? I mean, people like this. Um, and I was trying to find the line, I guess, between what separates like well, dance I, music, electro pop, well, electro synth pop. Yeah, none of the. I, I wouldn't categorize any of those as EDM. Like mm-hmm. to me, there's not like the the. Building, building, building to like a crescendo. The quote when will the bass drop? drop. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Which no. Every once in a while, I'm, I'm all about. I mean, if I'm you know, if I'm working out or something, or I'm going for a run, that's cool. Is EDM something on your? I used to listen sonar? to a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> so good. Or sonar, well done because it's sound. Yeah, it's sound. Yeah, it is it's a clever joke. Yeah. Thanks, man. No, I feel like that was the. I feel like that was a past. Really, and it feels really easy. Like it feels too easy. Like there's no, oh. there's no, maybe no effort went into it, and that's. You know, maybe maybe that's not true. That might be like a stereotype. But like for I those of like, you who can't see, I pointed and nodded. At I also nodded. I also nodded. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with the too easy comment. Yeah, I, I think f- of the yeah the guys that are that or the groups that are like actually putting effort in there. They have to sing. They have vocals. They have yes. to write something. Mm-hmm. They have to think about what it. Like if you look at Mike Snow. So oh, Mike list. Snow. Mike two Snow. Eyes. Right. So two eyes. Two eyes. Junior Boys from yeah. Hamilton. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, Best they, thing to come out of Hamilton since the Arcals. <laughs> or there you go. Oh God. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, but like and Chromio from Montreal, but they're you know like I said they're more electrofunk. But is if you look at like Lily Allen. Yes, yeah, Lily Allen. Yeah, Electrofunk. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. That was yeah. a yeah. slip up. Which is funny because Lily Allen's first album was not. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. I have. That's like, the only one I have. Scott album. That's the only one I own. Scott album. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No. No, it totally changed. So my favorite uh, electro pop right now is Penguin Prison. Ah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. like at the top of my list. And I was disappointed when I didn't see, see that's, that's his album in your top fifteen. Interesting that you, yeah, that you consider like the Penguin Prison elect, electro you don't? pop. No, I, I do, but it's like it's such a like I can't find that line, right? Well, what, what, what so would you? What so catchy. You, well, I mean, every yeah, like I don't know. It's what, so catchy. Yeah. So it's, but it's. I feel like I feel like electro pop, or like when we're com- when we're talking about like you know electronic, um, we're talking about every instrument is not like an actual like physical instrument. Right. So we're talking yeah. about a drum machine. Yeah. We're talking about like a Moog synthesizers, right? All these things. But then I'm like band, like Killers play guitar. Yeah, play yeah. Regular or cut drums. copy or whatever. Or cut, cut copy. copy. Yeah. Cut I mean, really, yeah. But it's like, so is that electro pop? Is it not? Does it matter? <laughs> Well, right, electro like, pop, synth pop. I mean, so you're mm-hmm. so for you, you're saying that if they're playing a live instrument, that disqualifies them from being electro pop. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that that's one yeah sort of definition, I guess, that I came across or that's out there. Yeah, I think maybe maybe I always just I always thought that like the more live instruments they could they could bring in, mm-hmm. that I just found the more the better it was. There's more effort, and like that just became a lot more compelling. Oh, I, I get, yeah. But they can have that electronic. Has to be mentioned between EDM and yeah, like electro pop, yeah. like so yeah. bands like Passion Pit and like oh, Foster Passion the Pit, People, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Um, 
I, I don't do you, do you dabble at all? Do you make any of your own music? Like I feel like I mean, I mean you mentioned you play saxophone a little bit. But do you do? You, uh... Uh, I played saxophone like twenty five years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Um, no, I don't. I don't make any music. No way. Your 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 interest in electro pop is is purely just listening based. You, yeah. you haven't dabbled yeah. into. Yeah. That's interesting. Would yeah, you... I tried. I had some. I actually had some table turntables a long time ago, but I could never never put the time in. But also, yeah. I just never really felt like I could just never. Get beat matching was really hard and like people who dj today i think like it's it's a skill right, right? and they do it right, and right. it's yeah so you know you can oh, it's, it's always been a skill it's always been a skill sure. and but yeah. like it's um you know it just even with all the software and the things that are available there there's still it's hard it's not easy it's good yeah plug. so i don't make any music yeah good plug for one of your neighbors one of our good friends that's right it's all the spun who's a very uh, accomplished local dj local yeah, dj fantastic dj yeah. we'll have to get him in on uh talk about local music scene so yeah. do you like do you guys like go back to do you listen to like the classic like electro pop bands what's it who's a classic well we well, so often so we, we mentioned, mentioned Kraftwerk. yeah as kind of the originator craft that's right yeah yeah um so the thing with them is they made music because they didn't really speak English well, right? So they tried to like bridge the language barrier with like catchy tunes. Right, right. Yeah. And it worked. Oh, and, and for some of them, they were like using instruments that were like totally cutting edge, like brand new. So, like a theremin? They had um, pizza syrup. <laughs> or uh, Giorgio Morato, who's like, you know, uh, making music with uh, Daft Punk. Like Daft Punk or yeah. Donna Summer and like Donna Summers and like, like, creating a new genre basically right making music that worked for them but then defined the music that came afterwards right it's kind of cool is it is it is this a safe uh and i'm being very stereotypical here is something like electro pop or synth pop is that very eurocentric that's sort of the stereotypical view of it and is something like edm something very north american like is that or is that too is that too easy uh easy way to categorize because i i heard my brother who's really into edm he kind of he kind of likens it to like it's like the it's like the death metal of like dance music edm is like you know what i mean some of it's very very hard and harsh Mm -hmm. is that too is that mainstream not mainstream but it's it's not it's accessible enough to a certain amount of people but it's or is that is that not a good i don't know is edm not like an umbrella term I, like that's what I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not like sure. Yeah, covers like a whole bunch of different genres in, underneath electronic dance music. I, 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 I didn't see the geographical. Oh, you didn't. Okay, as okay. You, as you put it, but I think like Europe definitely plays a big part, and, and the Brits, um, yeah. and de- definitely play a big part in terms of defining different genres. It like in America, there were you know Chicago House, right, and Richie. Uh, no, sorry, Richie Houghton is Canadian. I was going to say. Um, uh, Carl Cox and a bunch of these like Derek Carter, a bunch of these. Uh, so there's like the pockets, right? Even if you're talking about like you 90s, say Aaron Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, not, yeah. no, not Aaron. Not Carter. Nick Carter's no. brother. Derek no. Carter. Derek um, Carter. But yeah, like Aaron's party. <laughs> <they're> <laughs> Yeah, I never look at it that way. That's interesting, though. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because I'm trying to think of 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 just the sound and. and <laughs> And now I'm sounding kind of <laughs> slightly racist, but it does it does seem to have sort of a Eurocentric vibe to it, and the, and then I'm I'm kind of immediately whisked away to you know Central or Eastern Europe. I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's just me, but uh, if you think I think it's you know, cool to go to a different place. No, it's cool <laughs> it's if, if you're like you know kind of like taken away somewhere, but uh, but but clearly electro pop has kind of like uh, found its way into the mainstream, and, and a lot of artists 
you know, Madonna we talked about or a little bit Ellie Goulding. I mean, yeah. even folks that were that started out as kind of R&B acts, like I think even people like Usher kind of sure. dabbled yeah. into electropop. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe what we considered pop 10 years ago is really just electropop today. Maybe. Yeah. Right? So. You certainly start to hear it, I think, like more mainstream or on the radio or you, you know, you, you're For out sure. and you hear it and it's not suddenly not on the well, the obscure channel that you were listening to previously but right it'll be on the uh jewel 92 jewel 92 we yeah. wait till we're uh till we're old farts we're gonna be listening to electro pop <laughs> in our 50s well i do thanks for joining us uh today great a lot. Uh, thanks for having me guys. really great discussion um as always folks thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you catch you next episode stay tuned for episode eight, eight. Ocho. Ocho. see you guys peace I saw you in a bad place, acting like a freak. Going up to your ass. back with uh the i fucked up segment for episode seven we didn't fuck up on too many things no not a lot um from episode six uh but tragically hip uh but here to le- to help us correct some of the things we got wrong are Anne and amelia so where do we start first mike well we're gonna start with a the date of the show that nirvana opened up for the hip when was that meals that was on july 7th 1989 at the okay's corral in madison wisconsin nice nice Next. The date, well, I think we said the solstice, the fall solstice, and Yeah, so there is no fall solstice, mm. so the date is never, but the fall equinox wow. is the will be September 22nd this year. There, there you go. That's right. a fact. Right there. You're uh, welcome. We've got the Tragical Hip played Woodstock, Woodstock 99. Woodstock 99, yeah. yeah. Woodstock 99. And last but not least... Uh, we know, I think we said that 
Carly Rae would be an intro song forever, but we changed it to the hip this year, or this time. <laughs> this year. Be- yeah, this year. Um, because it's a very special episode. I think that's it. All right, until next time. Bye-bye. Peace out.